You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic, and then at the end, we bring in an expert to give you the real answers. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. So we were just talking about about running and then bicycles and then scooters. And we got a bunch of bunch of scooters in town. We got a bunch of of uh, jump bikes. Jump bike is owned by Uber. Yeah. So I ran into uh, our friend Austin Hayworth. At oh yeah. Urban Roots the other night. Yeah. What's Urban Roots? Bar. Uh, it's a brewery and a uh, restaurant. Okay. Because I've heard about it. I don't think I've heard. About it's it. the same. It's uh one of the same owners as Pangea. If you've ever been there. No, but also heard of it. Yeah. Uh, Urban Roots is really good. It's my actually kind of my favorite place right now really? for for beer. Yeah, their beers are really good. Uh, ran into him. He does public affairs for Uber. That's oh, his, his lobbying world. Um, yeah, lawyer lo- world. Lobbying it. No, lobbying and then just public relations he kind of stuff i don't know 100 yeah, yeah. percent of his job he said that 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 things were rough for a while but they're going actually really well they now just went public so much uh public. something like that yeah yeah I think they just I, went public i said dude are they ever gonna make money uh, <laughs> them and lyft were supposed to go public and lyft was like i think fighting to be public first yeah um anyway i know he listens to this show occasionally so he'll enjoy hearing this from about himself but i actually saw that then he was uh uh yesterday he was part of the jump bike crew that rode in the pride parade oh cool cool yeah i avoided downtown all weekend just like so we have second saturday which we've talked about in another episode right which is like every second of the month in the summer fall sometimes spring uh they block off a party and uh it gets wild uh kind of too wild for me yeah and then it's pride which is always a wild party yeah. and so now you have second saturday on the weekend of pride I don't know how many. I haven't seen pictures yet, but I'm not sure there was thousands and thousands of yeah, people and, and a couple were, of blocks. Yeah, and there were protests this time. Yeah, yeah, the negative side of it. I don't mind pride by any means. Don't get me wrong by my statement saying I'm staying inside, folks. It's literally just crowds. <laughs> yeah, it's it was crowd, just a yeah. big crowd Mike, that Mike, I didn't want. Mike doesn't like crowds. That's not that. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I can do a little weekend bar situation. Sometimes we went out on the day before, actually Friday. I think Saturday was the big day. I think we went out on a Friday. It yeah. was pretty crowded, but not too bad. Um, and I could hang with that. That was a good time, but uh, big crowds, angry people that yeah. still don't like homosexuality. I don't want to be yeah. on that. And I think that there's some there's like infighting because there was some an issue of of whether or not that um, the police would participate in the parade. Yeah, I think that uniform. stopped though. Yeah, there was. Yeah, and but there was still there was yeah. still I don't know it, it 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 became kind of a mess. I don't I don't. Yeah. It's it's frustrating when these things are just not like straight up whatever they are. Yeah, I agree that you can't just celebrate. Yeah, it gets something. complicated. You can't we don't, yeah. neither one of us really talks politics on social media because it's too complicated. You can't even yeah. even a well-intentioned thing on social media is is going to piss somebody off. Right, cuz you can't give context and you can't if I think you and I could probably do a pol- political podcast and get along with most people, yeah. um, or at least have talking, a conversation. I'm talking about doing a political podcast yeah. right now. I'm sort yeah. of in, de- in the very early development stages on one right now. Yeah. That would not include me as a, as talent. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. just produce it. Yeah, so. but we could we we could I think hold those conversations because we can see multiple sides. But on social media, you can't do that. You can't, right. you can't like give context. You can't give like a, an agreement. You can just give a statement. Right. And that's always going to piss somebody off. Right. Exactly. So, the topic yeah. for this episode, 
is using virtual reality for fitness. I'm in it. Sign me up. And I don't, I've never really done any VR at all, so I don't have any idea. I know that augmented reality has gotten to be a big thing I think recently. When I first heard about augmented reality, I thought it was the most genius thing I've ever heard of. And multiple games are coming out. There's another one. Obviously, Pokemon Go is the most famous um, augmented reality game. For those that don't know, augmented is basically looking through a system lens, mostly obviously your phone, because uh, it has a camera and a screen, mm-hmm. and it will take the game and kind of place it in reality. So right. you Pokemon goers know, but you look uh, on your phone, camera's live, and you see Pikachu sitting there on your phone in real life. And He's you go, not there. Fuck, it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. I actually heard that was okay. <laughs> I never saw it. I don't know <laughs> I if I could it. get over it, but I heard it was okay. Uh, but then, so you see him on your phone, like sitting at the desk next to you. Uh, virtual reality is the opposite, where you put on some goggles, perhaps you have a controller of some type in your hands and you are thrown into the world it's basically in a form of 3d ish um totally immersive kind of ready player one is yeah. a famous book movie uh, whatever about that right um, which takes it to the next level because they're like running on treadmills and shit which looks sick and i think they do have some of that but not commercially available yeah now i i know a little bit about this because i saw um dr jimmy bagley speak a few weeks ago and there were some pictures and stuff of, of what they were doing in their lab. Uh, my understanding is that they were trying to determine, like, what effect does doing exercise in a virtual reality environment have on uh, people's uh, le- perceived effort? Yeah, how hard they go. How hard they go. And how hard they feel, how long they can maybe go, which to me is genius uh, to even try to mix those texts because i think a lot of tech and fitness is corny um, it can be yeah, you know for sure. like how many heartbeat monitors do we need like i think there's definitely some applications for all these things mm-hmm. but like as much like like you see people that don't work out and they're checking the heart rate all the time like I mean, you could tell when your heart rate's pumping or not and then if you do yeah. work out like sweat a little bit make yourself heart, heart, pump your heart rate and then good stop yeah you know, like it's it's there's other ways to do that. And then, obviously, on the next level, we had uh, another guest, which podcast should be coming soon, uh, talking about how to kind of track athletes and injury prevention right, and right. things like that. That makes sense to me also, but for the everyday person. But this mixed tech with fitness makes a lot more sense. Um, I recently did a bike ride at my boy Abs, uh, Brian, who's a local business owner and trainer. He opened a um, cycling Mm-hmm. studio where it's maybe 20 bikes and a huge front screen at the front he lasered the place out there's lights it feels like a dance party he he is a dj just happens to be so he makes the yep. mixes for this thing plus he's high energy uh and on the big screen you see like your writer your score mixed in with the class and your writing plus a loud music plus the environment um and, and i i crushed it you know i went an hour bike ride and sweating my tits off where i would never do that on my own mm-hmm. i would either get bored me it's mostly my add mm-hmm. um but and you get tired and you just stop but uh crossfit's another one crossfit gets a lot of hate in this world and especially in the fitness game and the strength and conditioning game but they've done a lot of things really really well where every class every workout is kind of score based and i know that's not virtual reality but trying to make things like a game um can obviously help people push a little bit harder, even if it's a hair of competitiveness. It's a little bit more difficult when, like, me and Jim are training partners and we just know Jim's deadlift's better than mine, my squat's better than Jim's, mm-hmm. or whatever, and we're just kind of there working right, right, rather right. than, like, 
CrossFit in particular, or any cardio or something, like, oh, maybe I could get him today, or, yeah. or I'm going to up my score today, or right. whatever it might be, it adds something to it. Now you add in the gaming, kind of real gaming right. of it. Um, I could easily see this be, uh, especially for you know my generation, which mm-hmm. is probably the, the, I would guess, is the most obese <laughs> generation in the history of mankind. That's possible. Um, That's possible. Just knowing that, right, like millennials are the core of humans right now. Yep. And America's more obese than we've ever been right now. So put those two numbers together, I'm sure there's some correlation of us. So to get these guys who are just playing Xbox and eating Doritos to now maybe drink a smoothie and play. Get get, up off the couch. Yeah, and still move in a video game. Um, I mean, I'd be down to try it. And we're talking about, just to be clear, this is like your whole body is moving. It's not, you're not pressing buttons on a controller. Yeah, there's two games. You might be a controller, but your whole body is still having to move. There's two games that I, uh, that are popular right now that I can think of are kind of along these lines. One is like a a just dance game Mm -hmm. where like you're, you're not in a virtual like setting. You're, it's not like covering your eyes, but it's on a screen, but there's a camera that picks up your movement. And so you're standing and having to dance the whole time, keeping the score, kind of like a guitar hero, except you're dancing. So you have to stand up, uh, technically, I guess not virtual reality, but along the same lines. And then the virtual reality I'm thinking of is kind of like guitar hero, but it's like a Jedi game. Mm. Uh, so you have two utensils in your hand, they turn into lasers and then like notes are flying by you. And you have to like hit them, but you hit them to the beat of the music. Ooh. Um, and you're like slicing these, they kind of look like starbursts uh-huh. in half. And each sword you have is colored, and you have to hit the proper color with the proper sword. I'm and not coordinated enough for that. It looks really hard. So obviously, you learn and then you speed up and speed right, up. Uh, right. But I've seen some guys that are good at it. Yeah, it looks insane. Well, uh, that's a mental exercise and a physical exercise. It for feels sure. Like. Yeah. For sure. And then, like, you're not moving your feet as much as maybe some of these other games. Mm-hmm. Like, Ready Player One, obviously, is like the big example. That guy's running around like he's living a full life. Right. So he's running, he's walking, he's driving, he's biking, uh, he's fighting, he's shooting, whatever. Those are next level. But this one, you're moving your whole upper body. Um, but the dance one, again, although it's not virtual reality, I could see it having tons of benefits. Yeah, I can see how um, uh, maybe a studio like. Um, Brian has, if it was not one big screen and everybody just had had VR headsets yeah, on, like what would that be like? Or even just your phones, right? I don't know if iPhone's done it, but Samsung basically made Oculus, and you just slide your phone in there. I think. Yeah, That'd I'm not sure. Sick. I'm not sure exactly what technology they're using, but yeah, for sure, you just throw your yeah. Your and phone so in a studio there. could do that. They just have the adapter. Everyone right. just slides your own phone in. Right. You probably have an app and bada yeah. boom, bada bing. That'd be cool. So here's a this is a this is a question. So. In most of those things, you can choose an avatar. Yeah. And so if you were in a room of, of 20 people and everyone was in virtual reality, would they look? Would they choose to look the way they look in, in real life or would they choose to look differently? Are we? Are my, and then how would you react to them? Yeah, it's my avatar. Because uh, that's what's cool about Ready Player One is people don't like choose what they look like. Right. I kind of like that. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, and the same thing kind of happens like basketball, like the 2K games for any gamers out there. I played a lot of 2K, and you can create your own player. And then uh-huh. you, Like, I never chose a guy that, like, actually, I kind of did. He would kind of look like me, yeah. like a hair like me, yeah. except taller. Yeah, it's like Bitmoji, but like yeah. like in real life. But if I could do like anything, of. anything, I probably wouldn't make it like me. Like, I might make like a little fucking mouse or something. Yeah. Like a human mouse or like a Timon from Lion King. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, kind of yeah. like me, I feel like. Yeah. He's kind of, but he doesn't look physically like me, but he's kind of like me. Uh, off track for just a second. Did you see the Aladdin movie? No, I heard it was good. A lot of people liked it. Yeah. uh, Jacob Ross said it was good. Uh, He texted me about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I heard it, and a lot of other people said it was really good. 
So I guess it really comes down to uh, is virtual reality a thing that will help people who are not typically involved in the fitness world get more fit? Yeah, and then I think the questions I will have to lead into, like I think obviously our guest has run a couple studies on it and can give some numbers on it, but then there's more applicable things we have to look at, like um, not everybody likes the same video game. Yeah. Not everybody likes the same workout. Right. So how many varieties of VR do we need? That's a good question. Um, and then also, what if someone <laughs> doesn't like working out and doesn't like video games? Yeah, they're just, I don't know. They're, they're just going to get sewn into the couch. That's yeah. just a pretty yeah. much all that's going to happen. That's going to be the issue. Yeah. But I, I do think that it could help a lot of people. I'd, I'd do it. All right. We're on to uh, our conversation with Dr. Jim Bagley. Is is somehow the future of of fitness, particularly for sedentary people, is it virtual reality exercise? I think part of the future of fitness is virtual reality exercise. So, and kind of to preface that too, when we say virtual reality, you think of something with a headset where you can't see anything out of it. You're seeing everything in the virtual world, right? Right. There's also augmented reality, which is something like, the failed Google glass project where you have these glasses that have a little hologram or a projection on them. Uh There's more companies coming out with things like that. So I think VR and AR virtual reality and augmented reality will kind of be used interchangeably. And from the research that we're doing, so our, our lab uh, partnered with a a group called the uh, VR health Institute. You can check them out at vrhealth.institute. Basically the whole goal there is to look at games that are available now to the public in virtual reality, whether it's on your PS4 or Oculus Rift or HTC Vive or some of these high-end headsets, and see if those games actually burn calories, actually cause calorie consumption, just like exercise on a treadmill or a bike or outside running or whatever. Mm. And so what we do is we're taking all these games, dozens of games come out every week, um, and we are having people, real people, play these games for 15 minutes and we're hooking them up to a machine in the lab that measures oxygen consumption. So one of those VO2 masks that you wear. Uh, we, with that, we can measure how much oxygen your muscles use and how much carbon dioxide you burn or you blow off, and then get a nice calorie calculation from that. So this is one of the best ways to measure calorie consumption in the lab. So again, we have them play for 15 minutes, look how many calories they use, and then we equate that to an activity that you might be used to. So for example, we've got one game thrill of the fight it's a boxing game it's really hard you play three rounds of this game you're sweating like crazy we equate that to 15 plus calories a minute which is equal to sprinting or running around the track pretty fast wow um which is insane i mean this is not a game we're going to play for hours you might play a couple rounds a day but if you do that over time and it doesn't have to be this high intensity game you can make you can meet the, the guidelines for fitness so to be healthy in America today, they say you should exercise about 150 minutes a week of moderate intensity activity or 75 minutes of vigorous. If you play this game four times a week, you've hit the vigorous intensity, you know, level for fitness for health. Um, so yeah, is this something that most people that haven't been to the gym might want to do? I think so. I think you know if you went to a bunch of gamers and you're like, hey, you guys want to get fit? And they're like, we're not going to the gym will you just put on your HTC Vive and play this game four times a week for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and that's it. Yeah, I think you'll be able to get a lot of people to do that. Are they um, solo games, or are there are they ones that are more like interactive multiplayer kind of things? Or 
Oh, yeah, that's a good question. You, there's a lot. You could do multiplayer on a lot of games. Some of them are solo games. It runs um, the what we're using right now. They have the HTC Vive Pro and the Oculus Rift. Those are kind of the two high-end headsets out right now. There's several others in 2019, 20 coming out. Um, but those you hook up to a computer, a gaming computer, and you run all the games off of Steam. So you can even get popular um, role-playing games like Fallout 4 and these kind of games and play those. Um, there's triaxial treadmills, which are treadmills like, I don't know if you've ever seen Ready Player One, yeah. these kinds of movies. That stuff is possible. It's just super expensive. Uh, so, you know, there's a few labs that have triaxial treadmills where you have a harness and everything. We're not there yet. We still have, you basically have to walk within a five by five meter area. Still pretty big. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the abilities that we have now, I think, you know, I've, I've been talking about there's this kind of convergence of technologies that are all coming together right now. In 1993, Sega came out with a really cool VR headset that I really, really wanted to get, but it was way expensive. It was like almost a thousand bucks, and it had like three games, and nobody ever heard of it. So VR came and went in 1993, and now I think you know VR has been around decades, but the last five years we've got phones that are more powerful than computers ten years ago. You know, you've got everything in your phone you really need to run VR. all the technology is getting cheaper and cheaper, more accessible. We've got groups all over the world that are beta testing some of these games for us, people in the Philippines, people in Europe. And it's cool to be able to play against somebody in the Philippines, you know, one-on-one on a game and then get off and be like, hey, man, you burned 200 calories today. Like, it's kind of a cool way to exercise. Yeah, and even augmented reality, like you mentioned, uh, when Pokemon Go came out, whatever, four years ago or something, I remember looking through parks in Sacramento and like just seeing way more people walking around a park. Granted, they're still staring at their phones, head down, not enjoying the weather, but at least they're outside moving around. Yeah, so how cool would it be you throw your glasses on and then you got Pokemon Go on there and you're walking around and you don't have to look straight down. You know, yeah. you can still do that, but I think that that's, yeah, that's the next step is having these glasses that are basically augmented slash virtual reality, you know, where you're walking and you can see things and yeah, it's going to be cool. Are the game companies starting to think about uh, the advantages of, of this? Like, are they starting to think a little bit like fitness companies? Yeah, I think some of them are. So we've been in the talks with HTC, who's one of the big players right now, Microsoft, um, you know, we're working with some of these big companies, and a lot of them have they have virtual reality, like augmented reality teams, wings, mm-hmm. and they're all of them are thinking about things like um, re- working remotely, like conference calling, like you know how cool would it be if you put your glasses on, you sit down, and you can see all of your colleagues around a table, right. you're there talking like it's normal. So that's one thing they're looking at. They're also looking at the medical field. How can this be used as a training tool? You know, maybe for doctors or surgeons and stuff, or how could they use this to do remote surgeries? Um, You know, they're thinking about education. They're thinking about all kinds of stuff, things about getting over phobias, like put a bunch of spiders in front of you and then get over it, right? Like something like that. Wow. Only a few of them are thinking about fitness, though. Like they kind of think it's still sedentary. You know, they think you put these on, you sit, but now we know you can do a lot more than sit. So some of the more forward-thinking game companies have approached us and we've been working with them at the VR health Institute to try to get this message out that we can be active and fit and use virtual reality. And so I think it's going to be part of the puzzle. You know, there's dozens of things that's going to be used for. I think another analogy is in 2001, 2002, 2003, everybody had flip phones, razor phones. Those were cool, right? 
I don't even remember how to T9 text anymore. All I know <laughs> is a smartphone, and that's only been out for like 15 years. Right. I think in 15 years from now, we won't know what a smartphone is. All we'll know is our little glasses with our robot computers in it, you know. And then 20 years down the road from there, then it'll be in your brain. Then we won't even have to worry about any hardware. It'll all be in there. So we'll I think we're on this trajectory. Yeah, yeah. We're on this trajectory where it's this is going to be you know, pending that there's no economic collapse in the next few years, I think this is going to be the next big thing. Because if you look at sales of smartphones and stuff, they're pretty stagnant. Like, I'm pretty happy with my phone from three years ago. I don't really need a new one. But if they came out with some glasses that was a phone, I probably would drop some money to buy something like that. How involved or, or realistic or whatever do these games have to be for people to get engaged in them? That's a good question, too. And we've done a lot of questionnaires. So we have people play games in a gym setting or in a home setting or in the lab. We ask them, how did you like this? Do you think you'd play it? Um, Was it fun? What did it make you feel like? And we actually found that the games that people liked the most, maybe not necessarily they didn't have the best graphics, but they were just better, more fun games. Mm. So there's a game called Beat Saber which doesn't have the greatest graphics, but you have two lightsabers and you've got to hit these orbs that fly at you in the right direction and it has really cool music. You have Ah. to duck and dodge things. I could play that game for hours. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like playing something like Guitar Hero or something. You know, you kind of get a pattern down and and it's really fun. So I think as long as it's engaging and fun and you could change it, change the settings, play against people, that's what will keep people coming back. And I guess one more point to that is we had a group of people walk on a treadmill at a certain... Um, oxygen consumption. So let's say they were walking, burning eight calories a minute, jogging. And then we had them play VR games, burning eight calories a minute. And we found that their exertion, their perception of exertion playing VR games was significantly lower than going on a treadmill. So at least it takes your mind off of the exercise too. You, you know, you'll start sweating and everything and they've got fans and special wipes and stuff. You can make sure you're not you know, going blind on your screen, but um, <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's fun. I mean, it, like, I sneak in the lab sometimes and play it. Don't tell anybody, but I'm about to go play it after we're off the phone right now. <laughs> That's great. So we, could we be seeing, you know, big fitness centers that have, like, VR classrooms or, um, you know, VR bike setups or or just, you know, basically a place to play any of these games, either individually or as a group? Yeah, I think that's step one. So right now, the headsets with the computer and everything are still about a thousand bucks. Pretty yeah. pricey to get the whole setup. Um, there's a company out of uh, Cleveland, or sorry, Columbus, Ohio. I can't think of the name right now, but it's a virtual reality gym, just like you're describing. You can go in there and play whatever games you want. You pay by the minute or by the hour. There's some companies in in South Korea that are doing this. There's one here in San Francisco called um, Box VR. Uh, and it's or black box VR, sorry, and it's a room where basically it has, think about a big cable stack like you have in the gym, but this cable stack moves around you and adjusts depending on what you're playing. So, yeah, I would say Google black box VR and check this out. It looks really cool. I haven't been down there yet, but I think things like this are going to be there first, and once people play these and are like, wow, I'm having a lot of fun at the gym, just kind of like how Peloton, these bikes got really popular, and people will start buying it for home. Um, and another, there's a bike out that's going to come out this summer. It's probably, you know, coming out August or September 2019. It's uh, through Nordic Track. They got their own bike that's like the Peloton, but you wear a headset. Totally immersive VR. Uh, so yeah, 
I mean, it's cool. This is the kind of, I mean, that bike's still going to be over two grand though. So it's not going to be something everybody's going to buy. It's more of a, a fitness center type thing where mm. I think you throw these in the, in the neighborhood 24 hour fitness or whatever, people start seeing it. That's, that's going to get people excited. Yeah. We have a friend that recently opened a, uh, basically a bicycle gym here in, in SAC and it's, what'd you say? 20 bikes, Mike? And yeah. Th- Go ahead and describe it. You've been there, haven't you? Yeah, it's just like a big, um, similar similar idea. It's a huge uh, projection screen in the front of the room. He has lights, music, kind of the whole deal. He's a high-energy guy, so it gets you going as well. But uh, I don't do any cardio. You know, I lift weights and get my ADD starts kicking in five minutes on the treadmill. I start to get bored. But uh, I slammed down yeah. an hour class of his because there's good music going, and you kind of see yourself, like, riding a mountain. So, like, in a, in a way, it's um, like low-budget uh, <laughs> VR, you know, because you don't have any goggles or anything. I can only imagine if you had a headset on uh, and it feels a little bit more real uh, especially if you live in a, a state or a country where weather permitting or traffic or whatever like even me riding around downtown i ride my bike everywhere but i can't like really get after it because i gotta stop at a stop sign worry about getting hit by a car yeah. or something like that um, but if you could travel the world or something or, or gamify it even more yeah. turn it into some kind of race car game or something who knows what i'd probably be on that thing all day yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's going to be super cool for everybody from the average Joe that's just trying to get fit to we're talking to people at NASA. Because think about astronauts. they got to go up to the International Space Station, and they got to ride a bike for like an hour or so. How right. boring would that be just sitting there in space? So they're going to throw a headset on. All of a sudden, they've got like Google Map Street View from their neighborhood, and they're riding around their neighborhood. Yeah, so, cool. you know, kind of make you feel at home or whatever. So I think, yeah. As far as the technology goes, there's really cool cameras coming out, really cool audio ways to basically you could be in a room and, you know, somebody knocks on the door, you could tell it's coming from behind a door. That kind of sound is going to be so realistic that, I mean, it's already there. It just depends on what experience you have and how much money you want to spend on it. But I think, yeah, next two two to three years, everybody will see them around. And in five or 10 years, it's going to be pretty common, I think. Wow. That's exciting. Your astronaut example kind of blows my mind. I just wonder what kind of like physiological impact that might have or or or, or psychological impact that would have on someone to yeah. feel like they're but be in space but feel like you're back in your neighborhood. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean when these you know, these astronauts hopefully in the next, you know, decade or two we're supposed to go to Mars and everything, that would be awesome. But they're gonna be on a spaceship for six to eight months each way. Right. And they're gonna be so bored. So if you can at least have some comforts at home and even Think about doing something like a conference call, like a Skype call or something with your family where you're sitting in the room with them and, you know, beyond exercise, just actually being, almost being there. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> we actually Skyped with my, my, my grandsons uh, live with my, my son and his wife in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And we, mm. we FaceTime, you know, once a week or once every other week or whatever. And we had to switch to FaceTime because the kids move around so much that just doing it on a computer wasn't enough. You couldn't keep them in frame enough. So he's like constantly moving it around. And yesterday he was like, if we just had a drone that would fly around this room and track the yeah. kids, that would be more interesting. Probably not far. Yeah, probably yeah. not far yeah. off. Yeah. That would be that, that, that same kind of thing where you could feel like you were in the room. That would be amazing. Yeah, and it's going to be like a 3D, or not a 3D, but 360 camera. So you'll right. be able to see it around the entire room like you're there. Yeah, so nobody can, you know, now you can Skype or FaceTime uh, work with your underwear on. I think in the future people will be like, hey, why are you why are you wearing no pants? You know, we're here. <laughs> Got to dress up at home. <laughs> yeah. put, th- put that away, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, um, where can people find you? So you can find me uh, on Instagram or Twitter. I'm at, at Dr. Jimmy Bagley, or our lab website is at Muscle Fizz Lab. 
Um, yeah, and we're also at the Department of Kinesiology at San Francisco State University. So if you just Google that, you'll find all of our current research and programs and what we got going on. Thanks a lot, man. That was really great. Yeah, thanks for taking the cool. uh, time today. Thanks, guys. Yeah, um, kind of made my day because I had a pretty crappy morning. My uh, external hard drive fried. Oh no! For one of our projects, so I just took it into IT, and they don't think they're going to be able to recover it. Oh, so damn. kind of a bummer. That's that's yeah. Luckily, we had we backed it up in April, end of April this year. Uh-huh. Uh, we still lost a lot of uh, data. Which, oh, yeah. God. So I guess the moral of the story is to back it up hard drive and on the cloud. So I'm yeah. putting everything on the cloud right right now as we speak. I'm uploading everything I have. Shit. Everything. Dropbox. I've got. Uh, I just recently put a. Um, uh, a server like a network attached server in in my office here so like uh-huh. when i finish when i finish here this is recording to an external hard drive but when i finish here i will rec- i will save these files to that and they'll be there until you know after i'm done uh and then yeah. i'll replace them with the finished versions because i am super scared of something like that happening like no. losing every a show time is- somebody yeah so now back up everything because every time something like this happens to somebody i back up everything and yeah. luckily in april one of one of our colleagues they lost their computer and i was like oh that's a good point i'm going to back up everything right now yeah cool well, you guys ever going to come visit san francisco you should drop by the lab that'd be fun uh, we would definitely do that yeah that'd be a lot of fun for sure yeah you're not too far no not far at all that that um, Mike has a pretty active uh, YouTube channel, and actually, he does. He's a Twitch gamer as well. So yeah, yeah, I've cool. seen the uh, whatever the I don't know what it's called, but the one with the lightsabers and stuff. A bunch of guys on Twitch are playing yeah. that. Yeah, it looks cool. Beat Saber. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it looks dope. Yeah, the songs are fun, and they they have a bunch of mods too. So we had one guy that's ranked top sixteen in the world, which is like pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, out of a million something players, yeah. he came down from Seattle, and we had him on a green screen, one of those four-way green screen things, and he was playing on it. The problem is, he was so good, and he had such little movement. His, his wrist movements were fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Summer. Ooh, His yeah. oxygen consumption was like half of what mine is for the same game, same level, and he was just crushing it. Like I would have, I would just basically fail out of it halfway through, and he would just top score every time yeah that's interesting um, i guess that's where the treadmill comes in in games like that like ready player one's going to be way more fit than that because they're literally i've heard the same thing with Wii when it came out like all these guys like try to make it like so efficient they're literally sitting down with their wrists yeah where yeah. like yeah, a ready player really one situ- yeah a ready player one situation you got to run around and potentially play more like a shooting game or something yeah makes sense yeah it's going to be cool. Yeah, if you guys come down, we'll set up the VR setup and show it to you. We can show you that bike, too. Those bikes we got in from Nordic Track, they won't be out until you know later in the summer. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah, maybe we'll try to uh, we'll hit you up and try to find a weekend or weekday that works. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Good luck with the uh, the hard drive and thanks. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. It's, uh, my week's got a little bit shittier, but after talking to you guys, it's better. So. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have a good week. Have a good week. Right. Hopefully, hopefully it improves. Talk to you later. Thanks, uh, guys. You guys can find me at uh, Silent Mike, 2Ks, Instagram, Twitter. I'm at DJ McD on all the social medias. The show is 50% facts, where percent is a word. And we'll see you next week.